We move the change. You hear what I'm saying? Real players can relate, cause they the ones that was playing. Be great, be just great. wait. Yeah. We be really in the field. Really? Now we really on the mic, speaking truly how we feel. Damn, for, for real, yeah. screaming hut one, hut two. Morning, good afternoon, and good night, uh, wherever this may find you. Uh, welcome to another edition of the Move the Chains podcast. Uh, big thanks to the BC Lions and Ryan Phillips the defensive coordinator and originator, the brainchild of this podcast for letting me fill in for him. Um, today, we're going to tackle some another burning social issue that you will see uh, burning up social media, burning up the, the headlines. Uh, we're going to talk about anti-Semitism, but stick with me, please. It's, it's a heavy topic, but this isn't supposed to be a, a podcast that will make you feel guilty or uh, tune out or inured. I know people, a lot of people are kind of numb to this kind of thing, but I promise stick with us and we'll, uh, we'll dive into it. Got two great guests for you. Um, let's start off with guest number one, uh, Noah Cantor. Uh, long time BC Lion, also played for some other uh, CFL team. Uh, we won't mention that team. Um, but also uh, part of that, uh, that deep Zionist conspiracy to fill us full of delicious food, as co-founder of Vera's Burgers, welcome to the uh, the pod, Noah. Thanks, JJ. Thanks for having me here. No worries. And uh, on the uh, on the other side, we have Kyle Berger, the sports coordinator at the uh, Jewish Community Center and coordinator of the Maccabee Games, which is it's kind of like a uh, a Jewish Olympics every four years in in Israel. Uh, his his other claim to fame is being one third of the the best sports department the Kwantlen University newspaper ever had. Uh, he was Mr. Fox in a former <laughs> life. He's a part-time stand-up comic, and uh, he's also taking time away from his other day job of uh, working on those Jewish space lasers to be with us here today. Welcome, uh, welcome, Kyle. Thanks, JJ. I just want to clarify that um, it's not the, the space typical space lasers that most people might think of, like shooting down things. It's um, for the Jewish astronauts uh, to laser the hair off of their backs, their hairy backs. So that's that's the kind of laser work I work on. But uh, it's good to be here. Uh, thanks for bringing back the old Kwantlen days uh, with Charles Giordano at the helm. That was uh, legendary. Chucky. Chucky, yes, that's uh, that's where we both got our start. Um, and speaking of starting, let's start here. Uh, Merry Christmas. What what is Santa gonna bring you guys this year? Well, first he's gonna bring us Hanukkah because Hanukkah comes before Christmas. Yeah. Uh, but I'll be I'll be honest with you. I I'm I'm married to a wonderful um, non-Jewish woman. And we've got a beautiful Christmas tree up in our house here as well. And I'm sitting right here next to Santa Claus, my buddy here, keeping me, keeping me cozy. Nice. nice. So uh, I say Merry Christmas back to you, JJ. Th thank you. Thank you. Uh, Noah, I'm, uh, I'm assuming you've got a, a menorah up somewhere in the house. So um, not yet, but it's coming soon. It's coming yeah. soon. It's coming fast. <laughs> it's, it's always like an awkward time of year for, uh, for, for Jewish people. I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm I'm at the intersection of uh, being sports, uh, being uh, in sports, uh, being black, and also my family's Jewish. I am a a black Russian Jew, if you want to be uh, specific. And it, this time of year was always kind of strange for me because you know my my father was Christian, my mother was Jewish, and um, 
you know, the, I had basically an entire month of, 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 uh, of gifts and uh, matzo balls and latkes. It was great. I, I enjoyed it. But was, uh, it, was it a competition? Like, oh, I made it a competition. Yeah. I absolutely yeah. made it a competition. I made sure to tell my father that there were more than one day of, of Hanukkah, you know, and I could say Hanukkah, <laughs> like and with, the, with the proper Hanukkah, you know, um, not Chanukah as, as people seem to read it. But I wanted to ask you guys, what's your experience of being uh, a Jewish in, in Canada? Have you guys ever experienced any kind of anti-Semitism in your life? No, do you want to start it off? Uh, yeah, no, I, I haven't seen too much anti-Semitism, to be honest. Uh, you know, if anything, they've been like educational opportunities. Uh, you know, and, you know, with uh, being Jewish, uh, I've had to miss a few football games because of Yom Kippur. And there were always times, you know, I went to a Catholic high school, I went to a Catholic university, and and in the CFL, I missed a couple of games also. And, and and it was really just an opportunity to talk to teammates that never met a Jewish person before and explain to them what it was and explain why I was missing the game. And and uh, and I'm, maybe there was comments behind my back, but I never heard any. So, um, but it, but like I said, you know, especially in the CFL, you meet guys from everywhere, uh, Americans, Canadians internationally now like and you're meeting guys from all over the all over north america and like i said a lot of them hadn't met a jewish person before and uh so it was neat to sort of educate and talk about it that way uh but yeah no 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 real uh anti-semitic uh stuff and especially in canada i don't think it happens not to yeah. me anyways yeah we're, we're kind of lucky with that here we right? really are yeah. you know yeah. com compared to you know a few miles south from from where we are it's a it's a completely different world um, Although I do have, sorry, I do have one story. Like it was, it wasn't even anti-Semitic, but it was. Um, I was missing this uh, Yom Kippur day, and it was here when I was in BC. And I think it was reported that I was being suspended, and and uh, and you know, I, all of a sudden I wake up in the morning with a bunch of phone calls from you know higher ups in the Jewish communities, you know, wanting to fight for me and stand up that I was being suspended, and and I had to sort of like calm everybody, like, no, I'm not being. It's just how they announce it. Like it's not. It wasn't uh, they were discriminating against me, and but it was interesting to see how fast the community stood up for me, and and it, you know made me feel really comfortable here and uh, being a part of that community. We're a feisty bunch. We are. <laughs> Kyle, how about you? You had uh, any uh, matzo balls thrown at you while you uh, been doing a set on stage, or? Oh my God, that would be incredible if somebody threw matzo balls at me actually while I was on stage. But I, I would say, like Noah, I mean, we're as you mentioned, JJ, we're really lucky. Uh, growing up in Canada, um, where we really were, were, were kind of like protected from, from, you know, from a lot of what's going on around the world. Uh, we're aware of it, but, but we don't have to really deal with it head on here. Um, so I haven't had a lot of experience in my life. I mean, now I've, I worked for the Jewish newspaper for, for many years. I'm working at the Jewish Community Center. I don't consider myself to be a super um, religious Jewish person, but clearly I'm very Jewy. Um, and I've, I've been, I've been surrounded by it, uh, my whole life and it, and it's been incredible for me. Um, so, and I, I haven't really dealt with it, you know, the, 
you know, I run the sports leagues at the Jewish Community Center, and um, it's always funny to me. Of course, anybody's welcome at the Jewish Community Center, and anybody's welcome to participate in our programs. The the running joke I always say is that you don't have to be a member of the tribe to be a member of the JCC. Anybody can be a member at the JCC. And uh, so we have the, you know, the JCC Hockey League, um, and the, the, the guys at the rink and, um, and the officials refer to it as the Jewish league. And I often find myself saying to them, you know, you shouldn't refer to it as the Jewish league. And they say, oh, we're sorry. I, I, we hope that this doesn't offend the Jewish people in the league. And I was like, no, it's the non-Jewish people in the league that might be bothered by it be calling, being called the Jewish league. Um, but I, I will say, like, while I haven't, I haven't personally seen a lot. Lately, I've I've kind of been looking around a little bit more and wondering and thinking about it. And I found myself um, at uh, uh, at a comedy show um, where it was uh, what's his name? Can't think of his name right now. But there, there was a comedian at the House of Comedy, um, and he mentioned that he was Jewish, and he was like, "Any Jews here?" And myself and maybe one other person went, "Woo!" And then I looked around the room and was wondering, is anybody looking at me right now going, hey, that guy's Jewish and thinking something like, and I, I'd never really experienced that before, but with what's been going, it was Michael Rappaport. That's who, who I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and just having that one moment where I suddenly felt like, am I being looked at right now? I just identified myself publicly as a Jew. And it was weird because I feel like two years ago, I wouldn't have even like crossed my mind and not that I ever would have hesitated to say I'm Jewish, but I actually thought, is anybody in this room looking at me right now and thinking anything? And that's weird. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the, the, the media, I guess the, the Jewish controlled media apparently uh, has been saying that, um, you know, it's, there's a rising wave of anti-Semitism that is happening, that it is becoming mainstream uh, they they point to the Dave Chappelle's monologue on Saturday Night Live a couple of weeks ago as an example of anti-Semitic tropes that are are just being thrust out into the to the mainstream, and um, but I would I would argue that there isn't a, a rising wave. It's just kind of been there the entire time. It's just that certain people are are amplifying those those uh, ideas. Um, so, I mean, we, we can't do this episode without talking about Kanye and, and what's happened over the last few days. Um, have you guys heard any of his Alex Jones interview and some of the things that he said? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. Yeah. What was your reaction? Like when you, when you hear him say, you know what, I like Hitler. You know, Hitler did a lot of good things. He invented the microphone that I use, which actually isn't true. Um, he, he invented highways, you know, which also actually isn't true. But what was your reaction when you heard him spout this stuff? Through, through a sock. Through a sock. A when you sock. heard him through a sock that he was wearing on his head. I mean, that was the most appropriate part of the interview, I thought, was that he was a sock puppet um, spewing garbage about stuff he doesn't know i mean honestly this whole thing with kanye it I, I don't even know what to make of it um what what scares me is the 
I feel like we've realized in the last, since around 2016, um, for whatever reason, we've realized um, what a high percentage of the, of Western society, I don't want to say the world, of Western society um, is actually pretty uneducated um, and and racist and anti-Semitic and prejudice and bigots and whatever they are. But I, I really feel like they've just come out and we're seeing now, uh, like you said, they've always been there, but we're suddenly seeing now more in the mainstream, what a high percentage of the population um, is anti-Semitic or racist. Um, and so I, when I, when I see, you know, in the mainstream, those, those comments being made where it's, whether it's Kanye, whether it's uh, Chappelle, um, I, I just, I start to think about how many millions of people are watching that going, yeah, that's yeah. what, that's what, that's what bothers me. Yeah. No. And, and it's kind of the scary part, right? Like he's got how many followers on all his social media things. And, you know, those are people that want to hear what he has to say and, and, you know, what he's saying is is kind of repulsive. Like he's he's telling stuff and saying stuff that just shouldn't be, you know, it makes you wonder like, is free speech should it be allowed? Like, like obviously it should be, but like, does it need to be a test to t- be able to say something, whatever you want, or or to be on social media? Like, I don't know. It, it it's kind of I usually don't get upset about seeing that kind of stuff. And I understand everybody has a right to say what they want, but the last night was a little much. It was uh you just you really wonder what's going through his mind and 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 you know how how we can even feel these ways or think these ways but but uh you're right it, and i don't even know if it's if it's uh it's more going on right now i think we just there's so many more streams and we just hear it so often and social media has just made it like it's constantly buzzing our phones anytime anybody says anything like i mean just the fact that we've all heard that news and it happened yesterday is you know, it's just usually you have to wait to the end of the day to, or sorry, you used to have to wait to the end of the day to get a paper, right? Now you hear it like a minute after it happens. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of a scary world we live in. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, um, and I, I know you guys have probably heard of the Anti-Defamation League. They, they track hate crimes uh, in the U.S. And uh, I think year over year, they're up 34% last year, last year, uh, 2021 as to compared to 2022 was up 34% in terms of hate crimes against uh, Jewish Americans. And um, that was like the highest number ever since, I think, 1979. It's, uh, and, you know, in the past, they've, they've tracked spikes in, in, in hate crimes that have been centered around certain dates. But they've also found that in the last five years, it's just been on a steady rise. So, you know, it's, it's not just anecdotally, it is actually happening. There is a rising tide of anti-Semitism that is kind of threatening to, to drown us all. Um, now with, with Kanye, I mean, you, you look at him and the man is obviously, there, there's, there has to be something mental going on with him. I mean, the, just with the way he shows up, the fact he was uh, waving a, a net and a bottle of yeah, you who around Net and you who like his 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 joke about Netanyahu it was just like it was obviously deranged. Like this this man has some serious problems. 
but I heard a really great quote. Um, it was the quote was uh, hurt people hurt people. And you know who said that quote? It was Kanye West. Kanye <laughs> West like last year. This is crazy. So you yeah. know, I, he was warning us. He was warning us. He 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 did make some sense. I mean, the man did lose you know his wife a billion dollars. Uh, he just took down uh, NBA star Chris Paul last night by uh, saying he found him with uh, Kim Kardashian. So that's, uh, that's. I don't know if he took him down or if he. Like I, I just didn't even understand why he's announcing that. Well, I'm sure Chris Paul's wife really appreciated that information, and uh, yeah. we'll we'll see some more news uh, about that. But knowing all of this, can you still be a Kanye West fan? Can you buy his shoes? Can you listen to his his music? I know. No, you must have like two or three sets of Yeezys, right? Like, what are you gonna do with those? No, 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 no Yeezys in the house, but I do have a pair of Kyrie Irving's uh, shoes. Oh. Um, from before, uh, no, I, I, I don't. Yeah, no, I, I don't think he can be a fan. I mean, I, I just can't can't support. I can't support that. Yeah, yeah I, I'm not so sure. I was ever really a fan, so it's kind of an easy switch over for me. But yeah, I mean, I, I would stay far away from from anything he touched at this point, um, and. It, it it's not it's not even just because he said something bad about my people it's as you said he's he's kind of going on deranged lunatic and i i just kind of stay away from all of that um but you know as noah touched on before it's the it's the the number of people that he has following him that is the most concerning i mean i i think about you know as a when, when I'm doing comedy, um, I make a lot of Jewish jokes. I go up on the stage and I talk about being Jewish and I, you know, whether I'm in front of a predominantly Jewish audience or not. Um, and, and it's always been okay to make Jewish jokes and to riff on all of the stereotypes and, you know, have fun with that. But um, now I, I stand up there and I wonder, you know, what am I saying and who's, who's a fan of Kanye that's taking what I'm saying and saying, well, that's not a joke. That's true. Or, or, you know, whatever it might be. And I, I don't know, it, it, it doesn't just change whether we can be a fan of Kanye. It kind of changes how we need to consider how we approach a lot of, a lot of stuff right now. Yeah. It must be really hard, like, to make a good point and make a good joke about it at the same time and make sure both land with your audience. Yeah. And, and that people understand the joke of it. Mm -hmm. um and that it's not a real <laughs> I, i've told a joke a couple of times right on the stage um in the theater of the jewish community center where i say welcome to the jewish community center the one place where you might hear i only ate half my sandwich can i have a refund for the other half please spoken in both chinese and hebrew um and, and i love the joke but but i i'm not so sure and i just said it here but i'm not so sure i would stand up on that stage and say that again right now because where it used to be obviously a joke um now i don't know how people are going to take something like that and, and and you know what it's gonna what it's gonna mean to them and i i feel like i need to be careful about what i'm saying and and how that's being taken regardless of whether i'm clearly standing on the stage as a comedian or yeah 
Now, uh, <laughs> Noah, you said you had some some Kyries from before. From before. Well, I, I don't know if there are going to be any new Kyries after Nike ha has dropped him. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the situation with Kyrie, so he he posted a, a link to uh, uh, that movie. Uh, I believe it was uh, Hebrews to Negroes, uh, the truth about uh, black Jews or something along that line. And um, then refused to take it down and refused to condemn the very blatantly anti-Semitic uh, content. Um, and he got suspended, you know, indefinitely until he met a list of sort of stipulations he needed to do to get back into, uh, into playing. So what did you guys think about that punishment? Do you think that was, that was warranted? Do you think there should have been more? Do you think that the <laughs> Jewish NBA commissioner, Adam Silver, should have come down harder on him? What, what do you guys think of that, uh, that the punishment and, and that situation? Yeah. No, I was going to say, I'll, I'll let the athlete take this one first. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't think he should have been suspended. Uh, I don't think that helps. I don't think it's, you know, demanding an apology, which he eventually did. Um, you know, and I think the suspension, or it was definitely too long, in my opinion. If it was a game, maybe, but I think it's too much. Like, I think there's a lot of guys that have done a lot worse and haven't been suspended. Uh, so I don't know where you draw the line there. That's a that's a commissioner issue, I guess. But in my opinion, I, I think education is more important than than suspension or or punishment. I, I don't think it helps by punishing him. I think it you know educating him, making him talk to David Silver, making him talk to some owners. I, I don't know, but but not not the punishment. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll echo that. To me, it's weird to suspend an athlete for a set period of time because they're an anti-Semite, like, or they're racist or whatever it might be. Like, if you want to punish them, like let them spend an hour with my mother or something like that, that would be a, an adequate punishment. But, but uh, she'll rant and he'll be educated when that's done, let me tell you. But um, it's weird. You can't play basketball for the next six games because yeah. you did something anti-Semitic is a weird, like either they're saying we have no tolerance for you and your behavior. You're, you're not part of our club anymore. You're not part of our group anymore. You're not playing in the NBA anymore. Like I, I'm not saying that that's what should have happened, but either you're drawing a line or you're not this, the concept of suspending somebody. And I, I don't, I, I, I like the idea that they, Put him in a position to be educated. Um, I, I found it amusing the whole thing with the that he needed to make a donation. The I think the the, the team said that they were going to make a donation to the to the ADF to the Anti Defamation League, and he needed to make a donation. And the ADF refused the money for his money, which kind of makes sense. I mean, I'm sure they could use the money. I mean, it's a Jewish organization and all, but um, but. Uh, I mean, that to me was strange too, but I, it's so bizarre. It's kind of like Twitter giving 12 hour suspensions, right. you know, because you tweet something racist or harmful or sexist and they just, you can't tweet and you can't like things for a couple of days. Like, 
either you're drawing lines or you're not. That's the way I see it. What, what do you guys think of that? The, the, the Twitter situation currently with, which is under new, new ownership uh, with, uh, with Elon Musk. And um, it, you know, a lot of it is made about, you know, his, uh, his free speech being thinly veiled white supremacism, which is kind of what people would uh, assume when you come from somewhere like South Africa, uh, that's where, where your heritage lies. Um, but he, he's a big proponent of free speech. What? And then Kanye is suspended for going on Alex Jones and saying basically his uninformed opinion. Uh, what do you think of like social media now and, and the role that it's playing in, in all of this? The, the free speech concept is right off the top is, is an interesting one because I believe in Canada, and, I, and I'm not sure it's this way in the United States, um, you have free speech, but there are limits to that freedom. You don't have complete free speech. You can't spread hate speech. You can't say whatever you want. You can't target somebody. You can't, it, it's not really free speech. Um, but I don't think it, it's quite the same in the United States. I think that you can, I, I don't know that it's against the law to uh, speak uh, to say something racist in the United States the same way that it is in Canada. You guys know if I'm right about what I'm talking about? <laughs> I feel like sometime in the last year or so, I was looking at re looking it up and I found that in Canada, it's illegal to, you don't have the right to, to speak race, you know, racist tongue, but I, I, I don't think the law is the same in the United States. I believe you are correct, yes. So a yeah. lot of what we're seeing on social media and, you know, whatever laws Twitter has and, and whatnot is, 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 you know, it, it's the, it's kind of us Canadians living in America a little bit uh, when it comes to what we're seeing on social media. Yeah. No, are you on Twitter? Do you have a Twitter account? I do not. Um, I do not have a Twitter account, but I am, I'm on it. Like I, I read it. I just don't, uh, I don't have my own account. Someone but has a brother. Someone has a burner. Not a burner. Not a burner. You read it, but you don't uh, have an well, account. Beerus has an account, so uh. I'm on the Beerus account. But personally, I'm not on the account. Um, so I do read. I just don't. Uh, I don't uh, post or tweet or whatever that is. Um, but like you know, social media is. How do you stop people? Like, there's so many different sites. There's so many different. How do you stop people from speaking? Like I. Like, should Twitter be allowed as a company to cut somebody off? I think so. Like, if that's what they decide to do and, and should do, probably yes. But, I mean, he's going to get his voice out there somehow. He's got followers somewhere in some social media circle. Somebody wants to hear what he has to say. Again, more importantly, I think is hopefully, you know, especially having young kids, that they educate themselves and know where it's coming from and know who's saying it and and. And they actually look into things and not just read a tweet and think that that's the law or, or see a TikTok and think, oh, that must be true. Like, you know, you got to do some background search and, and know where your information is coming from. And, and hopefully that's that's how we move forward is, is by education. That's the one that really irritates me about Kanye is he willfully admits that he doesn't read books. He doesn't read anything, you know, so 
where is he getting his ideas from? Is he getting them from Nick Fuentes at the at the dinner table with Trump? I mean, oh God, he, that's another one. Yeah, that's another, that's another one, right? It's it's just like uh, uh, do your own research is not going on Facebook or, or going on Twitter sure. or you know yeah. YouTube. That is that is not a, a valid place to do research. And you know, I, it's the same thing with Chris Paul. Like if if you read some books you probably would not be part of the flat earth society because you would understand the physics around why the world is a globe right it's, it's round it's gravity you know you can tell if you go up high enough you can see the curvature of the world stuff like that you know but they are willfully undereducated um now i, I think both of you have, have kids am i right there mm -hmm. How do you feel about you know the education uh, the education system here? Because I know down in the in the states where I have a lot of relatives, you know, you're seeing a lot of um, removing of the infrastructure and, and the funding to get proper education. Uh, is it how are you feeling about the future and, and what kids are learning and being educated about? Because like you said, it comes down to education. If there was a lot more education a lot of these situations would not arise. I mean, I feel pretty good about our education system and, and seeing what our kids have gone through. And, and like I said, they, they know more than we ever knew at these ages, just because of all the information that's available to them. Uh, and, I, and hopefully as parents, as mentors, as coaches, you know, we can sort of like help shape some of that information. And, uh, and, uh, but I think, I think they're, the information they get is everywhere and you know hopefully they're 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 learning from it uh, but I, I i i like the education system in canada i mean okay. i think it's pretty good so, so you're not worried that in like you know 40 years there's going to be a picture surface like jerry jones back in his youth out in front of a, a segregated school throwing rocks at black kids you're not worried about that happening with your I, kids i mean i worry about the cameras everywhere because there's cameras everywhere like, you got to be really careful as a kid what you're doing out there. I mean, you can walk on the street and they can go to all the houses and find the pictures of you where you were walking. Like it's, it's crazy out there. So, so I do worry about that kind of stuff. But uh, you know, like I said, I can only speak for my kids, and 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 you try and help them, and, and you know, because they learn and see all this stuff, you try and talk to them about it all the time, and and that, and that's hopefully everybody's doing that, and and we can raise some good kids. Yeah, I think the I think the educational the education system uh, here is fantastic, and that's partly because my wife is a first grade teacher, um, and uh, I stand by that. Um, she but what's that? Is she in the room? No. Oh, no, okay. no. It's, okay. it's literally just me and Santa Claus okay. right here. Um, and uh, but but uh, I think that like I actually. I think it was last year, um, my, my nieces who live out in Abbotsford were telling me that they were learning about the Holocaust in school, in their public school. And they were asking me all sorts of questions about it. And it was fascinating. And I was like, blown away. Like, I don't remember learning about the Holocaust in public school as a student. I went to afternoon Hebrew school and studied for my bar mitzvah and, and, and learned about the Holocaust from all those hours I spent with my mother um, when I was punished. Um, but 
but I, I but I think that there's and, and I think that's really important. Like I was really like it, it really kind of it's funny saying this about the Holocaust, but it warned my heart that they were learning about the evils of the Holocaust because we're getting to a point now where you know the the Holocaust survivors are are dying off. Um, and the people who are actually able to speak to those horrific experiences are soon no longer going to be with us. And that's when it gets easier for people like Nick Fuentes, who is a Holocaust denier, stand up there and say, it's fake. These photos are fake. This was all fake. Um, and for it to be far enough away in our history that people can question whether that's just a conspiracy and there's not going to be anybody around who's going to actually be able to say, yes, this happened. I was there. Um, and I, and I think about, um, I think what I'm kind of glad that we're seeing is at least here when we're talking about truth and reconciliation and the education and the, and the value of, of, and the increased education and even just having the conversations that we're having now um, about our history and how we treat people and respecting different cultures. For me, I feel like this is less specifically about anti-Semitism, and I know that's what we're talking about and it, it is its own unique situation, just like you know, Black Lives is its own unique situation and Truth and Reconciliation is its own unique situation. But they're also all interconnected, right? Are we teaching our children to be toler to be tolerant? Are we teaching our children to be open-minded? Are we teaching them to respect history and to love other people? Um, and I, I am seeing that, I think, more than when we were kids, even. Um, so that makes that's the part of the education system that I feel like is um, makes me feel a little bit better. But it it's strange to see at the same time increase in racism and increase in anti-Semitism and uh, so much of this going on at, at, at the same time. And a big part of that, obviously, is presence of social media. But um, I think that as long as we keep having these conversations about all of these interrelated topics, um, that's kind of the most important thing that we can do. Yeah. You, you talk about education. I, I remember learning about the, the Holocaust in, in high school. Your mother was not my teacher. Um, I had, had a great social studies teacher. Um, but that, that's one thing that's always kind of like baffled me is, is the Holocaust deniers. I mean, they're, are people who were alive who were there there were people who uh you know uh, american gis who 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 came into these camps and documented everything the camps are still there you can still see exactly what they did there are records from uh you know nazi germany detailing what they did the evidence is there and yet people lack the it's either they lack the trust or they are willfully spreading this this disinformation because of an active uh, dislike for Jewish people, and that, that's always kind of fascinated me. Like, how do you get to that point? How do you how do you become this person that uh, you know will just completely gloss over all these millions of people losing their lives as uh, a conspiracy? It's just is is fascinating to me. Probably fascinating is not the right word. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say fascinating, but it is flabbergasting. If flabbergasting, yes, that's, that's well, a good word. You should write. I think Kanye used the term, the 
uh, in one of his tweets, the Jewish agenda. Mm. That one always kind of makes me chuckle, if you can say that. But uh, like the Jewish agenda is if when, and whenever I hear that, I'm like imagining somebody thinks that all of the Jews kind of secretly get together on WhatsApp or something and discuss our agenda for the month and how we're going to uh, accomplish this, that, or the other. Um, but, but I've heard deniers say that um, the video footage is you just see is just the, you know, Hollywood, you know, putting together this fake video footage and staging everything and people will go and can go to great lengths to, to chase whatever conspiracy theory works for, for them. Mm -hmm. Just like the moon landing, right? That's another one that has <laughs> spawned so many countless. Uh, yeah, I can't believe people think the moon landing actually happened, right? Like that's just ridiculous. I know, like it's it's another. It's, it's so far away. Like, how are they going to get there? Yeah, and if they do, how are they going to stay on the surface? How do they? We how can't do they get even back? get to the bottom of the ocean, and I'm supposed to believe we got to the moon. Did you see the footprint? The footprint couldn't happen in those circumstances and that environment on the moon. And, and um, I feel like I, I need to say I know the moon landing happened. I just want to say that <laughs> happened. I was there. My mother told me about it. it, it it's too late. The uh, the Vera's Burgers Twitter feed has already retweeted oh, that God. comment out there. Please, I just I started also, following uh, Vera's Burgers on Twitter, and the last thing they tweeted was in 2021. So I'm not worried about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for the Vera's versus Wendy's uh, Twitter uh, throwdown. So uh, make that happen, Noah. Make it All happen. Right. <laughs> you got to be prepared for that. Wendy's is a tough customer when it comes to Twitter. Oh, he knows. He, he reads. He reads. Mm -hmm. He reads things on Twitter. <laughs> All right. Uh, as we as we come to the end here, do you guys have any uh, you know closing thoughts? Any 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 anything you'd wish to offer up? Because I feel like this is a, you talk. This is like you said. It's a discussion. I think this is these are important discussions that need to be had. Uh, just so it gives people something to to think about. Um, you know, we, we talked about muzzling people and, and and making people feel guilty. That's not a road forward. Uh, just what are your thoughts on on where we can go from here so that that spike that the the ADL is tracking uh, starts turning down the other way and we, we don't have as many uh, hate crimes and and uh, this rise of anti-Semitism. Uh, uh, first of all, what you guys are doing is a great start. I mean, just just being able to talk about these topics, which I know aren't easy to talk about, is is a great start. And and hopefully, if we all just sort of work towards that and and keep educating ourselves and and you know keep working about trying to be better people, and and uh, and that's just how we have to start. It's uh, it's a it's a long process. It's uh, there are people that aren't happy and hurt people, hurt people, and. And all that stuff, and all we can do is just keep working and keep trying to educate people, and and hope that uh, we're we're all in it for the right reasons, and try and make this place better, try and make our kids better, uh, and just try and work towards being great. Yeah, I, I just echo what Noah said. I mean, I think the most important thing is to keep having these conversations. So I really appreciate that that you're doing this, um, and you're having all of these conversations because uh, they're all really important and. Um, the more we talk about all of these related issues, uh, the better 
for everybody. And, and I think that's the key is just keep the conversations happening. Well, I appreciate that guys. I hope it satisfies that group of guys in black suits and yarmulkes who came to visit me and told me I had to do this episode. Otherwise I get fried like a latka. Uh, sending you son, sending you WhatsApp messages right now. <laughs> exactly. I think I'm in the clear. I think I'm in the clear, but uh, yeah, thanks again, guys for joining us. And uh, We'll uh, look forward to some uh, some more episodes of Move the Chains. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, I just want to say, like, I, I this whole time on this thing, I've been underneath this nice, you know, hoodie thing I've been wearing. I got my my Lions pride going. I'm ready for next season. Kind of hoping Nathan Rourke doesn't get picked up in the NFL so he can come back next year. Let's do this. Go Lions. Trying out Woo! with my Raiders today. I like how that hides all the little hairs poking out. Yeah. Wasn't he talking about his laser hair removal? The, the laser is not working right now, Noah. It's broken. It worked pretty good up here. Yeah, I guess, yeah it worked. It worked well up there. Yeah. I. Uh, it's. It's all. It's. 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 Uh, it's all crazy right now. I've messaged the guys on WhatsApp to come and help me fix it, but. Uh, Let's go. You know how it go. Grab a seat and tune in. Then tell me what you know. Back when TIP said, get it on the flow. RP was on BC putting on a show. For show, screaming touchdown, touchdown. Everything you want now. Fans be the chain gang. Game every month now. Don't even try to front now. These new dudes be something like my son now. I'm better than ever. The game that we speak gotta be clever. Ball hard no matter the weather. I cheese for the picks while I'm counting this cheddar. Oh, my mama, boy, I never will let up. So you know I gotta get up and run just to make get game from the chains. Everybody love it when you chains. Hey, this ain't to see me really do my thing. Move the chains, move the chains. Let's go. The number one podcast. Chase, do my thing. Come and get came from the the chains. Everybody love it when you the chains. Hey, this ain't to see me really do my thing. Move the chains, move the chains. Let's go. Move the chains. The number one podcast. Move the chains, do my thing.